This is Wayne, and welcome to a brand new podcast called Wayne Talks. Now, what is Wayne Talks? Well, Wayne Talks is a podcast primarily about the gaming and the technology news, and I hope to combine my love of the gaming and the technology all into one podcast. And most of the time when you actually come to this podcast, you're going to hear me talk about the latest and greatest gaming news and the tech news. Now, I know not everybody out there loves gaming but may love tech, and some people may love tech but not love gaming. But I really do think that combining both of these worlds, the worlds that I do actually love, I think it'll be something very interesting for a podcast. And then outside of that, I really do think it'll break up the pace of my podcast. So that's why I really do think it's actually a really great idea to actually combine my love of gaming and technology. Now, how often... How often am I actually going to post this podcast specifically? Well, I'm not too sure when I'm going to actually post this podcast. Like, am I going to post an episode every week, bi-weekly, and things like that? Or am I going to post this podcast, let's say, every single day? It just really does boil down to how much time I have. And then on top of that, it really does also boil down to a number of different factors like for instance how much news is actually uh, going to be out there when it comes to this type of stuff so there is a lot of different variables at stake to how often I am gonna try to post this podcast but just be on the lookout for uh, episodes all the time because I will be trying to post as frequent as possible and I'll be trying to keep a somewhat very nice schedule so you always have content uh, to look forward to when it comes to uh, this podcast specifically and outside of the gaming and the tech news specifically i am going to try to cover other things regarding gaming and technology i i might actually make specific actual uh, episodes where i just talk about one specific topic about gaming or technology or heck if i do find some other things interesting out there in the world that i'm really am passionate about i may actually uh combine them with the gaming and the tech news uh, at the same time because this podcast really isn't really just for the gaming and the tech news. That's primarily what this podcast is going to be about, but I'm going to throw some other things in the mix however I feel it. And today's video or the first episode of Wayne Talks is not even going to be about the gaming or the tech news primarily. In this episode, I actually want to talk about the future of gaming because I really do think the future of gaming is definitely changing uh, for the better. And I want to talk, talk about what do I think the future of gaming is actually going to be in 2020 and beyond now when it comes to uh, traditional gaming you guys know right now we just play on things like uh, traditional uh, traditional hardware like things like a PlayStation uh, Xbox a Nintendo a PC and that's primarily how it's been for decades on decades and the area where we game hasn't really changed all that much sure there's been companies for instance like Nintendo who has actually changed the game in a lot of different ways with something like their handheld systems or things for instance like their uh, consoles where they had motion controls or they had the Wii U with the gamepad but outside of that we still primarily game the same way we did in 2020 as we did back in the 80s and 90s you look at all the consoles today what do they do they still plug into some type of tv or monitor and you play all your games on a 2d flat screen and that's pretty much how it's been uh for the longest time and 
I do think the future of gaming is actually going to change instead of us just having primary consoles that we set under our TV or under our monitor and we play on some type of 2D uh, flat screen. I do think the way we game in the future is actually going to change. You look at some other technologies right now that are actually common, like for instance, the Nintendo Switch. Sure, the Nintendo Switch is still your modern day console, and it's not all too different from a traditional console, but just the fact that it's a hybrid system, you can see it is really changing the way we play games for the better. I absolutely love the Nintendo Switch, and I do think the Nintendo Switch is definitely one of the best products out there today when it comes to gaming, and I do think it actually improves the quality of life when it comes to people playing games because no longer are you tethered to like a 2d monitor or things like a, a flat screen you can take your games on the go but outside of taking your games on the go you can also play your games uh, on the tv if you want to so it does bring the best of handheld gaming and traditional conventional uh console gaming at your disposal so I do like that and then if you look at things for instance like the PlayStation the PlayStation 4 is just a very conventional console it's not trying to reinvent the wheel but just the fact that Sony in like 2016 actually brought PlayStation VR out it was actually a game changer I know some people out there may not even agree with me and think and think VR is not the future or it's not really uh, something that's actually important in the day in the days that we actually game but I think it actually changed the game for better and it is just a little bit different experience than something like your traditional gaming where you play on a conventional 2d monitor or flat screen so I think it is a very cool technology so you can see overall gaming has actually started to change in the last let's say five to six years and outside of that we also do have unconventional consoles like these cloud services like for instance now we do have Google Stadia which launched back last year in November of uh, 2019 and that changed the way we played games sure it may not be that popular and not everybody is subscribed to uh, to uh, to Google Stadia but just the fact that Google Stadia is something very different and it's not a traditional console you normally sit on your box it's pretty much how I kind of envision the future of gaming it's pretty much like the Netflix of gaming if you ever use Netflix of course instead of getting like DVDs to play in a traditional uh, DVD player in a sense you actually have for instance, uh, movies that you actually stream through your internet connection. That's pretty much how uh, Google Stadia is. You pretty much get games from Google Stadia. Granted, you have to pay for each individual game just like you would pay for a uh, traditional console game. So you have to pay full price for a game, but then instead of playing them on hardware under your TV or monitor, you actually play them through the power of the cloud through the power of their computers at Google and you play them through your internet connection. You still have to have some type of hardware at your house or in your office to actually play Google Stadia. It's not like future list. You still have to have some type of equipment like for instance you still need a monitor or a TV. You still need like a PC or a smartphone and a, a traditional gaming controller. So it's not like you're actually inside the game or anything crazy like that. Kind of like VR is trying to do that with uh, traditional gaming but it still is a very nice alternative to traditional gaming and it is or could actually change the game just because well you no longer have to worry about 
having a traditional uh, box under your TV, taking up space, using that power. And that does mean that they can have all the power in the world. So technically, that does mean you could have unlimited power. You would save space at your office or your workplace just to actually be able to stream all your games uh, from the cloud. Of course, there are limitations with streaming stuff uh, from the cloud, of course. That does mean, of course, games may not run that well because you have to rely on their equipment and their equipment could go out or it could start having problems or maybe on your end because when it comes to Google Stadia specifically, you do have to have a very strong internet connection and you have to make sure it's also very stable as well and fast and fluid. And I can see just a lot of people out there not really gravitating towards Google Stadia because, for instance, if you look out there in the world as we speak right now, there are a lot of people out there that just don't really have really great connections or maybe their connection is just limited because in the area they live in it's just all not too great and yes in 2020 there still are people who just don't have great internet connections so that's not always the uh, that's not always an option for just a lot of people out there when it comes to gaming so basically what i'm saying is that kind of does prove in 2020 and beyond we're still going to be in a situation where we're still going to have traditional consoles of all kind and that is already true you look at things like the xbox and the playstation the xbox and the playstation already have successors which are supposed to be coming out in 2020 already confirmed you look at something like the ps4 the PS4 does have the PS5 on the horizon, and then, of course, the next Xbox is supposed to be called the Xbox Series X. So you can see they both they both do have uh, counterparts coming out in the near future, and honestly, if you ask me the, 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 the direction of traditional gaming or where gaming is headed within 2020 and beyond, unfortunately, I'm just going to say this right now, I still think that we're in a scenario where we're going to have these uh, consoles at our disposal for quite some time. I can even see it being the next maybe five to even ten years. I just don't think the world is ready for some new type of technology when it comes to gaming. I know one thing that's really getting close to kind of not really becoming mainstream but kind of really getting its feet wet or getting getting more people to actually enjoy it is going back to uh, something like VR. I know more companies out there are really trying to focus on VR technology. VR technology is becoming much more popular. Of course, it's still to be honest, a very niche thing. If you look at something like the uh, PlayStation VR, the PlayStation VR is still a very niche thing compared to how many PlayStation 4s are currently out there on the market. You look at the number for the PlayStation VR, and I think it's sitting at something like uh, 3,000, or three, excuse me, 3 million units uh, sold for the uh, PlayStation VR, and compared to like 100 thousand units sold of the uh, PlayStation 4 you can see that's a lot that's a very big gap between how many people own the PS4 versus how many people actually bought the PlayStation VR but things like the PlayStation 5 the PlayStation 5 should actually entice more people to actually get invested with uh, VR because first of all I think some of the best way to play VR in general is either going to be with PlayStation compared to something like PC of VR. PC VR is one of the most common ways to play VR but just the fact that it is a very expensive world to get into when you're talking about something like PC uh, VR. PC VR is the best way to play VR but it's just so expensive. You need a beefy PC. A lot of times 
the uh, processor and the uh, GPU or the graphics card have to be super, super expensive for you to even invest in that. And then on top of you having a very beefy PC to play uh, VR on your uh, gaming rig or your PC, you do also need to uh, calculate for the games, which you have to pay for. And then you also have to calculate the actual... VR headset, and you guys know VR headsets nowadays are still fairly expensive on top of all the other things you have to take in consideration when you're trying to buy a, uh, a, a VR headset for your PC. So a lot of people already have like a PlayStation. I know PlayStation VR isn't the cheapest thing because they don't actually, as far as I know, bundle it in with the uh, PlayStation uh, 4 right now. You do have to buy that as like a separate experience. And then on top of that, even though PlayStation VR is some of the best way to play uh, VR, at least some of the most accessible way to play VR if you don't have a uh, gaming PC is the fact that it is very clunky to actually hook that thing up and I think that's why it's not as popular as it should be or it could be just because it's very uh, kind of an extra thing on top of that it's also a fairly new technology whereas especially something at something like the PlayStation VR headset was one of the first VR headsets out there so it's not the best experience and on top of that you really do need to hook this thing up and I always hear time and time again for so many customers one of the biggest reasons why they don't care about PlayStation VR or they don't care about PlayStation VR is just the fact that well you do have to have a separate processing unit out so you do get an extra box outside of your uh, PlayStation no matter what PlayStation you are and then you do have to worry about all these wires and an extra box on top of that to plug that in the wall and it overall just gets very uh, clunky it gets very uh, messy to actually hook up PlayStation VR overall the experience is just uh, not that great when it comes to uh, PlayStation VR but now looking at 2019 and looking at 2020 we did actually have a very brand new technology hit the actual VR landscape and I can see VR becoming more and more popular and more um, and more accessible just because Oculus one of the very first companies that started to make all these different VR headsets the one owned by Facebook which is an Oculus uh, the Oculus company owned by Facebook again is actually a company that actually released one of the best products of 2019 they actually released the Oculus Quest and the Oculus Quest is absolutely phenomenal and it is a very big improvement over a lot of the different reasons to why people don't like VR in the first place a lot of these VR headsets going back to something like the uh, PSVR you do actually have to have that thing wired to your face and then you do have to be connected to like a PlayStation to use it or for instance like if you're uh, connected to your uh, PC to actually uh, to actually play uh, VR games you do have to be connected to your uh, your PC the Oculus the Oculus Quest is actually one of the first few headsets out there that's a VR headset that you can play independently of any type of uh, box so you don't need a PC you don't need a console you can play it as a standalone VR headset you just take that thing out of the box you put it on your head you get these wireless controllers and you're good to go granted it's not going to be the same experience as like PSVR or PC or PC VR because you are talking about mobile technology and the Oculus Quest is actually a VR headset that you actually run off of mobile a mobile chipset 
and then you do actually run it off of Android. So the quality of the games and the experience is not going to be the greatest. But the thing that makes up for that is the fact that it's still very powerful in there and the games are still very immersive. But time and time again, the best thing about that is there's no wires to hook up. There's no nothing. You can pretty much play it wherever you are. And it's just overall some of the best experience you can have with VR. The bad thing about VR nowadays too is if you give VR to somebody that's fairly new and they wanted to try VR for the first time, their first experience with VR, depending on which VR headset you actually give to a brand new uh, person who's never played VR, they might get left with a sour taste in their mouth uh, for the uh, VR experience because, like I said, it's not the greatest. And on top of that, one reason I don't think even though VR is becoming much more popular with things like the Oculus Quest and a lot of people love the experience with the Oculus Quest, one of the biggest downfalls with uh, VR has to be the fact that a lot of people have uh, or get motion sickness with VR. And since a lot of people actually get uh, motion sickness uh, with uh, VR, I just don't think a lot of people can gravitate towards VR. And then on top of that, I don't think also even though it is kind of a game changer in my opinion, I just don't think a lot of people are ready for a world where it would ever replace something like your traditional console or your traditional uh, PC for playing games, even though it is making a big leap in our world of uh, video game technology because, well, who wants to come home from, like, work or school and sit down and have to put a headset over their head and play for hours on end? And also just the fact that if you do have, like, uh, claustrophobia and you don't like small spaces, this may not be the best option for you. And then outside of that, you don't really want to have to be inside of a headset because you don't you can't see your... Uh, outside world and since you can't see your outside world it would be hard to like interact with people or maybe I know a lot of people have the fear of like getting robbed or getting in a bad situation since you can't know uh, what your uh, surroundings are when it actually comes to the uh, VR world so I don't think VR would ever be the main way we game but I do think it'll make a big splash in the uh, in the uh, gaming world that we live in and I do think it, it would never replace consoles like I said but I do think it can definitely sit along consoles and overall I just like I said I don't think for a while now I don't think there'll be any replacements for anything like traditional consoles that we've had for so many years just there's so many different things that just do not line up to where we would ever have to replace it and it does make sense the best way to play games still without a doubt is something like a traditional a conventional a console whether it's consoles or the pc because having a box that's just super powerful that can output games and like 4k resolutions and have all these crazy frame rates is just something that you can't get with anything else and, and and VR is just such a different experience even though it's an immersive experience compared to like playing a traditional console or PC gaming it's just the fact that it's such a different experience it's not the same as playing a traditional game on a console with like a 2D uh, a 2D flat screen that you would normally play a traditional game on so I can see why that also just honestly would not uh, catch on when it actually comes to a uh, to uh, video games and then going back to something like the uh, cloud services like I said just a lot of people are not into uh, are not ready for cloud gaming cloud gaming is just very new and a lot of people don't have the internet connectivity to actually replace something like a traditional console but just the fact those are options nowadays we are making some pretty big advancements in the world that we live in when it comes to uh, 
gaming and uh, things like that. Do I want the world of gaming to actually change? Honestly, I'm one of those people, if you ask me personally, what kind of gaming experience do I want in the future? It's really hard to say what type of gaming experience I want in the future. I'm okay with things like traditional consoles where you have a set-top box, you just plug into something like a TV, or I'm okay with things like cloud gaming. As long as cloud gaming does make pretty big advancements to where we wouldn't see lag, we wouldn't see stutter, and things like that. I actually think cloud gaming is cool because there is actually an advantage to cloud gaming. The one big advantage cloud gaming actually has over traditional consoles, besides obviously replacing your uh, traditional console and you having less stuff in your house or your office, is the fact that you can switch from device to device, just like Google Stadia. Google Stadia said you can switch from device to device, so you can go from your TV to your laptop, to your laptop, to your tablet, to your tablet, to your smartphone. So that is very cool. And then if we do have things like cloud gaming, you can play technically on the go. I think right now it is possible to play on the go. The only limitations, of course, are still going to be the internet. Like, for instance, I do know that 4G connectivity is not the greatest when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to uh, cloud gaming, but hopefully with 5G just right around the corner, 5G should make enough improvements out there when 5G becomes stable and gets much more widespread around uh, different areas. I do think that's when a lot of people may actually still still more more care about something like cloud gaming, but then you also have these problems uh, with cloud gaming as well. Data caps. Data caps are always a fear with a lot of people, whether we're talking about in-home internet or whether we're talking about mobile data connection. It always seems like all these companies out there in the world that we actually live in are just increasingly becoming much more greedier and greedier as the actual time goes on. And that's not really too surprised. They want to make sure they can get as much money as possible. And the best way to get money for a lot of these internet providers or a lot of these mobile t providers is going to be some type of data cap. And sometimes even though you may not have a data cap to get like unlimited data, it just costs you a lot of money. And a lot of times trying to get these unlimited data plans, you do have some restrictions no matter what. You may get slowed down or you may hit a certain data cap and then you may you may not be able to get any more internet or something like that so you can see there's always these weird uh, uh, just different uh, limitations the one thing I am actually very curious about besides like for instance uh, cloud gaming with like Google Stadia now also I didn't talk about xCloud which is pretty much the same thing as Google Stadia but with the Microsoft uh, Xbox and then we have uh, VR increasingly getting popular is the fact that I want to see where Nintendo actually takes their hardware because out of all the big gaming companies at least when it comes to traditional consoles like the PlayStation Xbox and Nintendo Nintendo at least for since the Wii I do believe they always started to change their landscape and look at gaming a little bit different than the other companies out there and I'm really curious to see what Nintendo would actually do after the Nintendo Switch honestly if you were to ask me what Nintendo could do or what I want them to do for the next generation of the Nintendo which is of course going to be a very long time since it, as the recording of this podcast is in 2020 the Nintendo Switch is selling fantastic and it's honestly a perfect 
a perfect uh, combination of handheld and console quality games and it's a good hybrid system honestly i still it still has a long time in its life cycle and honestly i really at this very moment i actually don't want them to change uh the nintendo switch i actually want them to keep that form factor and uh things like that i actually really do like the concept of the nintendo switch i will admit though i'm one of those people who only use their uh, switch in like one form some people use it as like a handheld system some people only use it as like a uh uh console that they plug into their TV or some people use it as what it's intended for. Of course, the Nintendo Switch is a console that was actually intended to actually be plugged into your TV and then when you have to go somewhere, you would take it out of the dock and actually play it on the go as a portable system. But I actually do love that concept even though I only play mostly on the TV when it comes to my Nintendo Switch. Just the fact that it is an option. You can take all these uh, AAA games or all these uh, console quality games on the go is uh, absolutely fantastic. And I want them to keep improving on this technology. We already have processors and chips and things like that that would actually make the Nintendo Switch a little bit more better if Nintendo did end up making like a Nintendo Switch Pro or if they made a Nintendo Switch 2 they would definitely make the experience a little bit more better it's already a seamless experience going from the TV to handheld handheld to TV so I am glad Nintendo already figured that out and that's really the one thing that really does sell the Nintendo Switch as well it's not just about the good games library it's not just about overall nintendo's uh quality of control when it comes to this concept they actually figured out how to make it seamless because you may remember way back in the day i think nvidia actually made like a nvidia shield tablet and then i think they actually made one where you actually had a controller with like a screen attached to it and the screen would actually fold into the controller uh believe it or not and uh, and both of those and both of those uh both of those uh, tablet and that controller with the screen, I don't think were just that optimized. And since they were from NVIDIA, of course, they weren't from one of the big three uh, gaming companies, Sony, Microsoft, or uh, Nintendo. A lot of people just didn't see the appeal to that. And a lot of those games were just very old games as well when it comes to those uh, platforms. So there was just a lot of things against those, even though those companies did technically uh, copy uh, or started before Nintendo. And they kind of had like the hybrid concept going when it comes to the NVIDIA Shield line and things like that. That was actually some pretty cool stuff, but nobody really ever took notice. But I just think it just wasn't seamless enough and the games were just a little bit too old to where everybody uh, didn't see the appeal. Plus, Nintendo does have a lot of first-party titles at their disposal, and they are known to making some of the best first-party IPs, and a lot of people can relate to things like Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, Pokemon, Animal Crossing, just all these different things that really do make people notice their uh, platform, which a lot of people buy their platform for their games anyway, regardless of what type of uh, experience you are going to get except for of course we can all agree the Wii U even though Nintendo does make some of the most amazing uh, first party IPs and, pla and uh, franchises the Wii U was just a very weird concept or not really weird but just something very different and I think there was a number of different reasons to why the uh, Wii U actually didn't do as well as Nintendo hoped 
But yes, I really do hope Nintendo just keeps the uh, concept of the Nintendo Switch because it is a little bit different. And I always love looking forward to the future, especially more so Nintendo than any other uh, gaming company out there because now they always do things you wouldn't normally necessarily think Nintendo would actually do. I'm pretty sure no one thought Nintendo would do motion controls back in uh, 2006 with the original Wii. I don't think anybody predicted the Wii U as well, or of course nobody could have predicted the Nintendo Switch as well. And also, I would be really okay if also Nintendo didn't want to keep the Nintendo Switch, even though I think the Nintendo Switch is definitely some one of the best products Nintendo has made in years. I really do think that I would be okay with whatever Nintendo wanted to do after the Nintendo Switch if they didn't want to keep the Nintendo Switch uh platform around because well you never know what nintendo is going to do when it actually comes to uh, their platform so they could come out with some other type of gaming experience in the near future that i wasn't expecting but then i end up liking at the end of the day so that's something actually uh, very interesting and just something that you just never know what to expect with nintendo same thing with my same thing with some of these other companies i'm pretty sure if you look back at the uh, PS4, which is now at it's pretty much at the end of its life cycle, and it's pretty much almost over at this point. I don't think anybody could have uh, predicted that Sony was going to do something like the PlayStation VR. Same thing with their portable lines. Who would have thought, after so many years with Nintendo's handhelds, the Game Boy line, who would have thought Sony would actually make something like a portable PlayStation with the PSP, and then the successor to the PSP being something like the PlayStation Vita. Granted, the PlayStation Vita pretty much failed, and it didn't do the numbers Sony didn't want, and Sony dropped support relatively fast for that, at least when it comes to first-party support. When it comes to Sony titles, that does kind of suck. At least they did try something a little bit different. All these companies, at the end of the day, even though you look at... For even though you look at, for instance, Sony or Microsoft, it always seems like they want to do the traditional gaming, the traditional gaming uh, console. They do try to do things every once in a while that does surprise the consumers, and it's not always your typical gaming. And then, of course, if you look at the Microsoft line, the Microsoft had the uh, whole Connect. It started back on the. Uh, Xbox 360 and the uh, Xbox 360 uh, started the Kinect and let's be honest guys the Kinect really wasn't the best experience out there the Kinect definitely had a lot of different problems the biggest problem the Kinect had was the fact that the actual tracking of your body and the movements and things like that were just not the best experience when it comes to the Kinect and I think that's why so many people didn't gravitate towards the Kinect and then on top of the Kinect not having the best uh not having the best uh, tracking in the world when it comes to that device. It also didn't have the best game. So if you're looking for hardcore games, the Kinect really wasn't the best platform to actually be on when it comes to uh, the Microsoft Xbox. I'm really actually surprised Microsoft kept the Kinect as long as they did. Honestly, for me personally, I really thought uh, Microsoft was going to cut support after the pretty much the uh, first Kinect, but lo and behold, when the uh, Xbox One was being announced, they brought back the Kinect, and they actually supported the Kinect longer than I actually originally thought when it comes to uh, the Kinect. Of course, finally, 
all said and done, the Kinect actually died. So basically what this all boils down to is the fact that you never really know what to expect with all these different companies. And the future of gaming is really undetermined because who knows what next generation is actually going to bring when it comes to Sony and Microsoft. And especially with Sony already confirming with the uh, PS5, they are going to continue support with the uh, PSVR. They already have enough support with three or four million people already on board. That's enough for them to continue support. I think the biggest thing that Sony has to focus on when it comes to the uh, PSVR for next generation hardware, the PS5, I really do think Sony does actually have to focus on making a much more seamless experience. Two things I keep saying that a lot of people just do not like about the experience is the fact that you need an extra box next to your PlayStation to use it. You got to hook up all these wires and then the fact that it is still a wired experience. If they can somehow make the PS5 just a little bit bigger and put that processing unit inside the PlayStation 5 and you just connect it directly to the PS5, that would be sweet. Obviously, the best thing for the, P the uh, PlayStation VR, which would make a lot of people want to use it, would be the fact that if it was truly wireless, and you didn't need to hook up anything to the actual box, that would actually be fantastic. Then I think a lot of people would be much more on board with willing to try it and willing to buy it. And I'm actually hoping next generation they try to find a sweet spot uh, for the uh, PlayStation VR headset when it actually comes to... Uh, when it actually comes to the price of this thing, I think just for a lot of people, it is still just a little bit too ex expensive uh, for the experience. The nice thing, going back to the PlayStation VR headset, which I'm still talking about, is, of course, they do have a lot of support when it actually comes to games. I think that there is enough games on there that right now, if you were to pick up a PSVR headset, I think that there is a lot of enticing games on the PlayStation VR headset, and that's actually coming from a person up to this point. I haven't even talked about me owning it because I am a big fan of a uh, PlayStation VR. I adopted PlayStation VR a long or not a long time ago. I just recently picked up a uh, PlayStation VR headset back in November of uh, 2019 and so far my experience with PlayStation VR has been flat out fantastic. So yeah, it definitely has a lot going for it. But yes, that's what Sony needs to do with PlayStation VR if they want to continue that and make that actually stand out and make more people jump on board. And I actually do believe if more people actually jump on board with something like VR and things like that, I do think that there'll be more support and more amazing stuff and more companies will want to focus on it. And it may detract a lot of companies who were originally wanting to make something like console games for the PlayStation uh, 5, for instance, the next-gen console, they may actually want to start developing uh, PSVR games. And I would like to see where gaming goes instead of just traditional consoles all the time. But like I said, the great news is that Nintendo is always one of those companies that always wants to do things different ever since the game, ever since the uh, Wii. The reason I say that is because some people might not remember Nintendo back in the heydays of like the NES, Super Nintendo, all the way up to the GameCube. They were pretty much a traditional gaming company. The only thing that they really did weird outside of uh, traditional gaming consoles definitely was the handheld line. I don't think anybody could have predicted them making a handheld line, which, granted, for the time of the Game Boy coming out, it was actually very mind-blowing to a lot of people playing games on the go for the first time. That was prior to, like... Uh, 
mobile uh, cell phones coming out or smartphones and things like that. And then on top of that coming out, they did actually do something outside of the box too. They actually had the Virtual Boy, which was pretty much the first early days of VR. Sure, it wasn't great. It played games in like this red tint or red hue when you played the games. Overall, it really wasn't the greatest experience, but just the fact that they're one of the only companies out there that always wants to try something new, at least we'll always know outside of traditional consoles if Microsoft or Sony wants to keep on with the standard uh, consoles that we have under our TV. Let's face it, at least we always have Nintendo knowing what Nintendo will never do, n will ever do. So basically... Uh, the future is in their hands, and we really don't know what the future of gaming is going to be. Is it going to be VR technology? Is it going to be more of the Nintendo Switch hybrid console? Is it going to be something like the Kinect again with uh, Microsoft? You never know what Microsoft wants to do as well. We just really never know what the future of gaming is going to be, and I do think that gaming in 20 in uh, 2020 and be beyond, for at least for the for a while, will still be traditional consoles, and we'll still play. Pretty much the same as we did for like the last 30 years of gaming, uh, of gaming, which gaming has uh, been in existence for about 30 years. Anyway, that pretty much wraps it up for this podcast and see you guys later on the next podcast. Once again, this is Wayne Talks and see you later. I'm out.